What? I'm going to record the Zoom now. Yeah. I started recording. Uh, you know what? Tomorrow when we go to the studio, you can just um, like airdrop it to me right next to you or whatever, or sign me. It, you know what I mean? And then, I um, mean, yeah. Because I can download it to my computer and then I can. I think I can just airdrop it to you. If it'll, it might be too large. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But um, it. Uh, uh, yeah, in your mirror. Yeah, I know. I got to get rid of that. Hold on. Um, anything I mean you have much better now you yeah, can't see it better, yeah. so how's my background I'm good you're good got Henry back here I don't know if you know Henry my grappling dummy yeah yeah, yeah. no nope, we met before <laughs> not officially in person yeah, um, he really you know he asked me when he's getting his black belt and whenever you ask for a belt the I know. Is six months I know it's so like six like, months from now Clearly, it's not even allowed to like talk about belts with you people. I know, isn't it funny? But it is a thing. Bastards. I was actually surprised. Sean bring got his black... You bring it up. I don't even. I'm like my, I'm surprised. Sean got his black belt in six and a half years. It's actually quick. Uh, the one who came in today, Sean. Okay. There's so many people that I'm eating. It's like, wait, who? Which one? I know I got a lot of training. No, you know, but I'm really, I'm really just practicing our interviewing skills and our timing with each other. I think it's good, and I think this is going to be really good tonight. I think so too. The only thing we got to stop hitting the table. Oh yeah, no, no I got to stop hitting the table. I did it once too. I caught myself. Okay, well I have to stop. I know you do I it more, but I caught myself too. Okay, I will make sure I stop. Uh, but I think we're getting a good flow. Yeah. And then this, I'll record it. We'll see where it goes. Fuck. See, we only have 45 minutes on this thing. Well, that's all right. I we'll always make another one and do, like, a, another one right after if we wanted to do more. Well, you could screen record. No, the Zoom will cut off. Oh, so then we just jump right back in. Then we can just make another one if we yeah. have to. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Cause yeah, it's easy. I could just take it from the video and turn it into an MP4 or whatever it is so that you could put it on your podcast. Oh, oh man, Louis was so- Crazy, I know how to do that. Turn shit into MP4s and whatnot. There's a- Just editing. Light that can Moving the file. So like where you go to share, it to say like whatever you share it and then it says something about like the um oh, fuck. i forgot to give you bud today yeah that's all right worst things have happened i i'm yeah i have a Let's little see game stops doing. look i have a little bit of my, my pen left what see how game stops doing oh my gosh are you kidding me they're like robin hood won't use the robin hood app took it down People are gonna get. Dude, people are going to jail over this. I can't. Like, I have the Robin Hood app. Yes. Remember, I showed you today what it was. Yeah. I showed all you guys. They. Yeah. I can't even look at it. I know. Look, if I type in GME, class act. There's a class action lawsuit that you was. See that? If I type in GME. Yeah. GameStop yeah. doesn't come up. They took it off the Robin Hood app, and That's then crazy. they sent me an email saying that for my safety. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you got that email? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I have Robinhood. Because now, actually, 
I should have bought more Bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies. Don't do them. I don't understand it at all, Kerry, but they're up. Well, I mean, they're going to, and anything that goes up can go down. I would never. Yeah. It's only up because the market's manipulated right now. Think about that. The market is so manipulated right now. I wouldn't do a fucking thing. I mean, not all heroes wear capes. These guys, a bunch of techie, nerdy motherfuckers. See, I mean, look at the, the chart for Bitcoin. See, they're all on the way up. Yeah. The three green ones, the Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. I got those three. This one up too. I bought shares of CTRM. What's that? They ship oil. So since they changed the regulations yeah. on uh, with that Alaskan pipeline, that stock yeah. shot up. You know, if they close that Alaskan pipeline, which they already did. Yeah. yeah. They stopped work on it. Yeah. Is bad. Whatever. But yeah. this company ships oil. So yeah. if you have to rely on other countries for your oil, there are stocks on the rise. This is so true. That's crazy. But I made money off it. Good. <laughs> Sell it. Trade it. Buy it again. Fuck up their whole system. Yo, you know what's crazy? And then look, hold on. I don't know if you see the other thing that happens when I was trying to explain this to Tammy. Look, when they fuck with that, look at Apple. Hold on. Oh, Apple's probably like... Because what happens is by... Oh, Facebook... I don't know if you could tell. It's down like 3%. Yeah. So what happens is when you have to try to cover, like these hedge fund guys bet against the market. So they bet mm -hmm. on like GameStop to fold. So they try to buy the shares as, as cheap as possible, essentially. Mm -hmm. Planning for it, right, to not go up in value. They're betting yeah. for it not to go up. If it goes up, they owe you the difference. Oh, Pat says he's there now. I see him. Oh, I'm like, I don't know what that means. All right, looks like Pat's on the land. <laughs> We're all getting high. Oh, you and I are. Oh, yeah. Hello. How you guys doing? Awesome, Good. Matt. Honored to have you on. You're an old school legend. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to let my dogs in and then we'll be ready to go. Awesome. Awesome. Super excited to have you on. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you. Come on, Willie. Willie, come on. Willie, front. My neighbor's yelling at my dog. Shut up, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> now, where do you live? Is it Iowa or? Yeah, I live um, uh, basically a stone's throw away from the Mississippi River, right across the river from Illinois, far oh. eastern Illinois. Yeah. And uh, basically Bettendorf, Bet the Bettendorf area, so Quad Cities, <clears throat> um, Davenport and Bettendorf on the Iowa side. And, uh, 
on the Illinois side is Rock Island, uh, Rock Island, Illinois, and Moline, Illinois. Um, well, um, Rock Island is known as Little Chicago. Been known that way since the, been known that way since Al Capone days. <laughs> Little Chicago. Does that mean there's a lot of uh, a lot of Guineas there? There's a lot of Italians over there. Well, there's there's yeah, there's some gangs over there, but more than anything, the Quad Cities is in the middle of the triangle between Chicago, Minneapolis, and St. Louis. So gangbangers are running through here a lot. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah, you I'm ready to go. All right. This is Carrie Steller and my co-host and coach John Beneducci. John, say hi. Howdy. Usually we're in the Manimal Zone, but it's good to be in uh, the Stellarverse today. And I'm we excited are excited at the Militician Studio. It's nice. Yes, it's great. Pat, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Well, I mean, thank you for everything you've done for uh, outside of the MMA community for um, people at, as a whole to give people a different perspective on, you know, life and things that go on with your podcast. And, you know, you're very open about free speech and who you are as a patriot. And, you know, you went through a lot of stuff and I, I, very recently with the Capitol and on six, and I've seen not one person has even reached out, it looks like to uh, get a quote or a word from you as a person to find out what happened over and over. Well, I, look, no matter what, you know, when you get called a racist, uh, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's one step above being called a pedophile, right? It's, it, that's just the way it is. So it, to me, um, what's important for people to understand is, you know, kind of a little bit of, of history behind you know, Mike Jackson, who wrote the article and said I was um, in support of domestic terrorism and white supremacy and all this other garbage. Um, you know, he and I had argued a couple times on, and, and we were friends. We were friends. But when all of this stuff started and we started seeing the riots all over the, all over, uh, the nation, burning of cities and everything else, you know, I had an issue with that. You know, I had an issue with it. And... You know, so, you know, I, and, and, and Mike seemed to change as a person. Mike started to seem um, just very, very negative toward anyone outside of, outside of his community, so to speak. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't know him like that, you know. He asked me to corner him against CM Punk. Uh, he and I, um, you know, had talked a lot over the years, gotten to know each other very well. And he just seemed like something was going on didn't make sense to me. And I was like, you know, this isn't Mike Jackson. Is somebody paying you to be like this? I don't, I don't get it. Right. <clears throat> whether they are, or whether they aren't, it's not important. It's just right a now. big push too to follow a certain line, which is upsetting. Well, so look, and, and here's the thing. And, and I'll kind of, I'll kind of bring this around full circle. So the, the realization that I came to, you know, when we went out to the cap, I had a friend call me and say, Hey, we're going to go to the Capitol. It's going to be a historic deal no matter what, right? And I host a podcast, as you know, The Conspiracy Farm. And my co-host, um, who's a black gentleman, uh, we've been great friends for many, many, many years. Um, love him like a brother. And he, he has never believed that Donald Trump was a white hat at all. Um, we just talk about, we, we talk about the on the right and the left, right? The criminal activity that we see 
in po in federal politics and, and even state politics. So we're we're equal opportunity. Um, you know, we'll 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 kick the shit out of any politician or any organization that is that is corrupt. Right? That's just the way we've always been. So um, it's tough to talk to people that are fully sold on the right or fully sold on the left and believe it. Right? It's just it, it, you can't get through to them most of the time. Um, but anyway. Um, in watching those riots all over during the summer, destruction of cities, the takeover of Seattle, all the craziness. I live know, in New York City, so it's been pretty crazy here too. I mean, right, right. So, so you know that causes anger from the other side, right? And then, you know, after talking to people around the country, slowly come to the realization and understanding people on the ground in in. Um, in Wisconsin that were there at that, that live there, that have businesses, um, other places around the country, Fargo, North Dakota, I have friends up there. They said during the day, Black Lives Matter uh, protests are perfectly peaceful. And then all of a sudden buses come with people from out of town. And then all of a sudden things start to get violent at night, right? So basically we were told that, you know, fast forward to the, the Trump gathering in DC on the 6th, we were told that Antifa was going to be there. We were told that they were going to dress like Trump, yep. you know, supporters. So, and I witnessed several of those, those guys dressed in all black face masks, hoods up and backpacks with, with baseball bats hanging out of them. And they were literally walking right through the center of a million Trump supporters. Right. And the only thing that, and, and I, you know, I drew the conclusion, I may be wrong, but I can tell you that I wouldn't wear a Trump shirt walking through 500 or a thousand Antifa members. No. Right. You, you would definitely get attacked. You would yeah. definitely get attacked. Well, it almost seemed to me that these guys were trying to draw attacks to show, you know, that, that, that Trump supporters are violent, but everybody was going, Hey, where's the baseball game at guys? What's going on? You know, and this and that. And, and a couple of my friends and I talked and we said, you know, we should have at least taken the baseball bats from them because somebody's going to get hurt later on with those bats, mm. but we didn't. They didn't get accosted. Nothing happened. So anyway, when we got to the Capitol, we were in the front of the pack, really, and uh, because we were at the back of the pack at the Trump speech. Mm -hmm. So we took off way early. We got there. We got to the barricades. We were off to the left center of the, of the uh, Capitol there, looking at the front lawn. Now, on the backside, they had barricades as well up top. And uh, the crowd gathered all the way around that building. And then all of a sudden, on our side, <clears throat> it was quite a while we were standing there that to our right, um, directly uh, in front of the walkway that goes up to the Capitol, the police opened the barriers and waved everybody up. Yeah, that's what and I they did that, And they did it on the other side too, because I saw the footage of it, right? They did it, you know they're all connected by radios and they said, yeah. boom, yep, let them through. So as the crowd is pouring up the hill, most people aren't running, they're just walking. Um, all the police officers, that line of police officers across the front of the lawn, sprint up the hill towards the Capitol. And then in from the left slide, um, riot-clad men, right? riot-gear-clad men. Probably, I don't know, 30 or 40, maybe more. Anyway, they form a, a semicircle out in front. And we can barely see what's going on. We're so far away down the hills. And right when they opened the barricades, we all looked at each other and said, nope, there's something up with this. Something smells. Yeah. Something, something is not right. So when those, when the riot clad gear, I'm assuming Capitol police slide into position, you got to remember the crowd is peacefully walking up the hill 
And all of a sudden, they start getting hit with stun grenades, tear gas, rubber bullets, and OC spray. And it obviously enrages the crowd because they got ambushed, right? And so anyway, we're, we're listening to the explosions. You can see the clouds of, of green gas coming up, the tear gas and everything else. And uh, the crowd's roaring now. And uh, so they incited them. But then, you know, there's also tons of footage of, of uh, people pulling Antifa members away from the Capitol windows, right? And, and there's pictures the of Antifa members. In, what's that? They were yelling at the cops and telling them to get back up. And they weren't. Yeah, right, right. So back up, that's true. There's a lot of that you can hear. And then also yeah. one of these guys look like agitators to me. Right, right. So so there definitely were Antifa in the crowd. And here's the thing that, that I wanted to come around full circle to is it's very obvious to me that the Black Lives Matter movement and the Trump movement have both at their events been infiltrated by bad actors who are being paid to foment literally a civil war between sides. Yes. I mean, it's, it's very apparent. We know that the government's involved in it. We know that there's other actors in it and there could be Chinese money involved in it as well. <clears throat> so um, as far as you know, me and my broadcasting career and getting accused of, of being in support of domestic terrorism and, and some other things, uh, the, uh, you know, I take pictures with, I've taken pictures with, I don't know, tens of thousands of people over the years and I've never turned anybody down for a picture. And I certainly don't do background checks on people when I take pictures with them. So I, I was taking pictures all over uh, Washington, D.C. with different people who were recognizing me. And one of those pictures, um, one of the guys was doing an OK sign with his hand, which I guess now is supposedly some sort of white supremacy I'm sign. White supremacist sign? I don't know where the hell that came from. I can't. <laughs> right. So, okay. so basically, now, uh, I, I, like, I don't even see that. And then he got that from the white right wing death squad or whatever it is I don't know. Uh, with the uh, letters up there i didn't notice he had letters on his hat and even if i did notice the letters i wouldn't have known what it fuck it meant because nobody's walking around iowa with those hats on right yeah so anyway um you know um lfa took a bunch of heat for it and uh they called me up and said you know we just want to we want to create some distance right now and this and that which you know hey do what you got to do I, I understand it's about survival of your business, whatever. Um, you don't, you don't want to be the target for a bunch of stuff. And uh, so look, I still love those guys. They're great people. They really are. And they've, they've supported me through some tough times in my life. Um, and so I, I don't have any ill will at all. Um, I've even forgiven Mike Jackson who wrote that, that slanderous uh, article that got spread to other, other media locations. I have to forgive him. Otherwise, why would I be, why am I going to stay angry? and hurt myself right yeah i can't do that so i'm just you know to me i'm sad that a lot of americans um will continue to to be divided uh by something that is not real see this is what really upsets me is that created. Being, this what really upsets me is you're being judged and and there's actions taken against you with really first of all it's not like you had a, a hearing for this. Second, you didn't do anything illegal, but you're being punished for what? Representing a political party that somehow, I don't know when this happened, that it all became white supremacists, even though the crowd was not, the crowd was mixed race. There was two guys yeah. 
from New York City that worked for the MTA that got fired for being there. They didn't break it for, for being there, right? And they were both Spanish. I was like, how do you call them white supremacists? And they're like, well, they're Spanish white supremacists. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> with this well, that's the thing. That's the thing that right now we've got. Um, there is some serious mental illness in this nation right now, right? Big time. People can't. People are are incapable of looking at things objectively. They can't do it. They're they're incapable of it. They they think with only emotions. And you cannot have a conversation with somebody who thinks with their emotions. They've been programmed to do that, though. Here's the thing. You know, a good friend of mine who was with me there is um, an expert in hypnosis. And I said, you know, what I've seen with the media and how it controls the citizens, the masses, yeah. it reminds me of uh, uh, a comedian who's a hip hypnotist who hip hypnotized, you know, like 30 people and brought them on stage and and then had them doing crazy stuff, uh, a hell's angel giving birth to a baby, uh, you know, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff that you'd never do um, if you weren't hypnotized, right? So then fast forward to, and then he explains it in detail and says, what, what most people don't understand is that, you know, Pat, you have authority. So when you say something, a lot of people will assume it's true without doing their own research, right? So you have to at least give them the research which the media won't, won't, won't allow you to do that. And Google yeah. and a bunch of other places are, are trying to hide the truth if you tried to do the research to begin with. Checkers. So My opinion isn't in dispute. Yeah, so, so when most citizens look at a broadcaster on you know, the local news or even especially national news, and they're saying, you know, the biggest threat to this nation is white nationalist terrorists. Well, actually... They're really not. They just believe in the Constitution and don't want you to trample all over their lives and, and, and ruin the nation. OK, um, you know, they're they're content, they're continually doing things to antagonize, to poke the bear, to try to get people to lash out so that then they can say, see, 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 and put mm -hmm. it on the news. Right. Yeah. That's all they do. That's all they do. While on the other side, politicians on the left are saying, if you see any of these constant uh, these conservative politicians at restaurants or out in public or at a gas station get in their Make face them and, uncomfortable yep and and so well, crazy is it you want to know that biden want to know who in the military is conservative or, or liberal it's like well you really what does that have to do with my job right, right, right it's becoming right. a very slippery slope here which i don't like it is to well it is yeah so they're, they're, well, now if i don't like where are you going to stop? What am I? Are you going to tell me what I'm supposed to like? Which is kind of where it's going. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, they're staring at that way. It's terrible, and I'll always fight against that. That's why I wanted. I was excited to give you a place to say something, even though I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Still. Well, and that's the thing that so so there's going to be a lot of people that that hear this and are going to go, "That's bullshit. That's bullshit. There's no way. There's no way." I want people to try your best to remove your emotions from something from from this subject matter and think objectively what does the government and the especially the ceos of big tech big pharma what do they have to gain by not being discovered as criminals what do they you know all of these things the control of the masses is what they want and what i try to tell people also is you've got to do the history you know for those in antifa and those that are being violent and those that are um, you know, serving a purpose for the left, 
throughout history, the Bolshevik Revolution, the communist takeover of China, you know, Nazi Germany, um, the useful idiots who were used to get the Marxists into power, once that's attained, the useful idiots are disposed of every single time. Meaning, when I say disposed of, I mean lined up on walls and shot. That's the way it's done. Yeah. These are not kind people that we're dealing with here. And in a small way, you're already seeing this BLM all up in... And, and canceled, killed in different ways. Right now, not physically, but all over social media. Mine got uh, nuked, as I call it. Um, and then I just got really annoyed and pulled the rest down because if you're going to start silencing us, the last thing I'm going to do is continue to sign in and you know give you any kind of pay because you do. You every time you sign in, you know it is a little bit. It's it's money. It's money. It's money. And I feel like I'm a part of the problem now. Mind you, what Pat was saying before is you have you know they're they're trying to impeach a, uh, uh, an ex-president for supposedly inciting violence. Now, mind you, you had a sitting senators and congressmen and women all summer saying worse, going, uh, you know, they shouldn't stop. They should keep going. Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters. I could go down the list of these people that that had the net, that they were like violence, violence, violence. Right, right. Yeah, they yeah. want to stir the pot up. And then when it happens the other way, even though I don't really think anything at the Capitol was the way it is, they say. I don't think it was Trump's supporters. Listen, first of all, Kara, you know QAnon is not a thing, right? Why was that guy wearing a... It's either Q or Anons, right? Yeah. So if a guy says he's coming from QAnon, that doesn't make any sense. It's a media right. made the news. It's a media it's made, made thing to get a hold of that. To go, oh, look, there's the people that we can you know, now, now label. So it's a group of people. It's not, it's not a thing or a concept anymore or an idea or a theory. Now it's a group of people that they can label domestic terrorists. And I'm sorry, but to me, people that are burning down cities and looting and rioting are domestic terrorists, but people that have a problem with pedophilia and human trafficking, those are just doing God's work. I mean, that's, sorry. That's out, and it's out of control. You see, uh, Kerry, I'll go before in New York, they just found the cop who was involved in this uh, sex trafficking ring. Well, there's people in many, many positions of power who are, you know, when we, I mean, before Trump even got into office, before he was elected, you know, we were talking about the Awan brothers, um, mm. the Pakistani IT experts that were hired by Debbie Wasserman Schultz to handle all the IT stuff for the DNC. Well, they handed out Blackberries to everybody. And then they had collection points, data collection points, uh, locations around dc to suck up all the information off of their blackberries and then basically blackmail um, all the politicians mm -hmm. you know one of them gets busted for bank fraud and they suddenly disappear they're gone they're out of the country and and they disappear you know this sort of stuff what what happened to the harvard um scientists that ran the harvard lab that went over to run the wuhan lab and the two mm -hmm. chinese nationalist scientists that were arrested for uh, what they say financial espionage basically um you know, people don't understand, you know, why the Iranian, when they made that, when the media freaked out and vilified Trump for hitting uh, Soleimani, the Iranian general. Which well, I don't understand why they well, would be upset about he's an, he's, he's Well, this is why they, this is why he got killed, because he's an asymmetrical warfare expert. And um, Iranian guards went over, he sent a bunch of them over to Wuhan to get infected on purpose, supposedly, and then flew, the, this is an intel friend of mine. And then flew them all over the world to, to spread it quicker, which 
I don't doubt this guy's words because he's a that very, very high up guy that owns a, a very large, a very large intelligence corporation. So, um, you know, this is, this is a guy that has the technology on borders around the world that when you cross that border, the information off your phone gets sucked up into it and they know who you are. And he goes, people walking into the United States, some of them don't have shoes, but they have cell phones. So we know who they are and when they got here and everything about them, you know, so this guy knows what he's talking about. So that's what Suleimani got hit for. Um, so anyway, you know, there's you know, just so many moving parts to this. Why, does, why are people upset that he got hit? Like there's regular Americans like some of my friends are like, oh, like it's messed up that they killed that guy. I was like, why would you be upset to kill? It's a we're we're literally people don't realize we've been at war for at least a couple of years with China, Iran, and Russia, and they don't see they don't see bombs going off. You know, asymmetrical warfare is financial. It's a psyop. You know, messing with the citizens of a nation, sending in all kinds of of you know, they they just basically try to turn you upside down. They they make right wrong and wrong right. That's what Marxists do. Um, and, uh, you know, look, look at him trying to normalize pedophilia, right? I was just going to say, people are mad because he said things that they didn't like. Yet, mind you, the normalcy of pedophilia, and you, it, it's actually rampant. It's the, the biggest example I have is Disney. You have all these little girls that start out with Disney, and they're little girls, and they look like they're, you know, pretty innocent. And then they put them in a magazine, and they turn them into women. And these are little girls. Some of these are kids, like 12, 14 year old. Yeah. These are kids and they over-sexualize them. And then they want to know why little girls want to go shop in justice and want to dress a certain way. And they're normalizing the relationship of an adult and a child. And there's nothing okay about it. The, com the comedy that, that, that these famous people produce, uh, Tom Hanks has a thing with pedophilic comedy. Sarah him, Wilson, The Rock. These people are disgusting. I mean, that's there's nothing. You're funny. right about. Well, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing is, um, I can't prove anything about those guys, but we can prove a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of other people that have been convicted of this stuff that have have done it, who are associates, whatever. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, it is uh, it is rampant. It is definitely rampant, and you know, they have a lot to hide. And the best way to hide crimes, especially crimes of treason and crimes against humanity. Well, there's another war, right? Why not create a civil war? It's a great distraction. And I said this for years. I said, they are going to work hard to either create a civil war or a global war to hide their crimes. They are willing to do could that. Could be both. Yeah, could be both. Spain during I mean, World War II. Yeah, so they're, they're literally handing us over to China right now. And you can see it happening, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's... it's Terrifying. Well, it is. And here's the thing, though. Um, and I don't know if I said this to, to you in a phone call uh, a few days ago, but uh, an American general put it this way. He said, there have been through history, four groups who have been the most powerful in the world. First, it was the conquerors. Then it was the religious leaders. Then it was presidents, leaders of nations. And now it's the EOs and uh, of big tech and big pharma. And they undoubtedly are. How the hell does Bill Gates have the power yeah. to say you're going to get a, a vaccine. He, he, he's, he's a computer guy. How yeah. the hell does Bill Gates have the power to spray, to, spray, to spray aluminum particles into our sky to block out the sun? Does anybody understand that Bill Gates' father started Planned Parenthood? They are yeah. eugenicists. They want the rest of the world dead. They, they want the world to themselves. They're, they're basically <laughs> hippers in suits, right? That's, that's what they are. So, um, you know, 
I said, why would you spray aluminum particles into the air besides, well, wanting to poison people, but to block out the sun? Well, it's a pretty easy. When you block out the sun, there's less food. Yeah. Lower and temperatures. Owns is the largest landowner. Yes, yes, of push course. push this fucking plant agenda. Right. Plant-based food. You already see it happening with Coca-Cola. With hormones in it. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. I mean, look, I see... <laughs> I see the agenda shaping up, especially with the food. You're not even going to know what you eat. First, they don't want you to even know what gender you are. Let's oh, make you so far. Right. Oh, look at the Secretary of Health. You know I can't take that one. I can't either. Pat, you're, you're, you're a professional athlete, right? And you're a coach was, for was. 40 years, yeah. right? And yeah. you're going to have that tranny tell you about health. Right, right. Yeah. Who couldn't accept who they are mentally, and now we're supposed to accept this, but they're supposed to tell us, and, and they're the picture of health, and on so many levels they're not. I have a cousin that is, so I can tell you it is a mental illness, just like bipolar and anything else, and should be treated as such, and to right. break that around on the TV right now is just an embarrassment. Well, to me, look, here's the thing. I, I can't, if I've got flat feet or scoliosis, I can't get into the Marines or the army, nope. you know, with flat feet. Yeah. So, you know, why would you allow a group of people with over 40% suicide rate into the military and military service, the stresses that that is going to put on somebody? Absolutely. You just, you just, you don't because you're risking a lot of other lives. So it proves, it proves that these people literally don't care about anyone's lives. They yeah. only care. They only care about turning society upside down and destroying what, well, mor moral society would normally be. I mean, it it, it, listen, if someone wants to, you know, cut their dick off, that's up to them. Me personally, first, I don't want to pay for it with my taxes through like Medicaid. And second, is that person the best one to talk about health? There's obviously an issue there, taking care of their own body. Right, they obviously had a little bit of a, right, right. Uh, a dissect there. A little too much processed, little too much processed food and lowered their testosterone. And now they can't figure out. Absolutely. And you know, here's the thing: processed food d destroys the gut biome. Gut biome gives off bad. Gut biome gives off chemicals. Well, it is your second brain. Your gut is your second brain. Anybody that knows health knows that the chemicals that your stomach, your digestive system gives off controls your thinking. So when you've got bad gut biome, it later leads to mental illness. And that's, you know, processed foods and a lot of other things in our, in our environment that are causing people to be sick. And, and uh, you know, so that's, that's, it's important. It's, it's most, I oh God, 95, 96 or higher percent of society don't even understand what got, that got gut biome exists, right? It's true. You have trillions of these microorganisms living inside you. Right. That affect a lot of things. Does that affect, you know, when you have a gut feeling? Mm. You probably have all these gut microbiomes yeah. that are sensitive to your environment also. Right. Now those yeah. things that that gut microbiome might have alerted you to, now you fucking killed them. Now things that normally would signal danger to you. Don't. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, people don't think my rights away. <laughs> Right. <laughs> people, people can't see under the surface. They only see, so they only see the buildings on fire. They only see the buildings on fire and the violence, right? They don't, they don't even care to research 
what might be causing that, right? Who could be behind that? Who stands to gain from it? Why is this happening? Oh, is it because one guy, one, one gentleman um, had cops kneeling on him and all of a sudden every city's on fire? No. This is a well, well-oiled machine uh, between, you know, uh, the organized groups that, that send people out, that pay people to do the violence. They've got the, the, the film crews on hand to film it, how put did, it on the news. How and, did and, film behind the cops already? Right. Yeah. And so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that and we've all fallen. We've all fallen for it. Yep. On both sides. We've all fallen for it. And I have to admit my fault in that, because initially when I saw the images and of, of the fires and the riots and the attacking innocent people, you know, I was pissed off. I was ready to get up and go, you know, kick some ass. <laughs> but then you have to sit back and go, wait a minute. OK, remember, hypnosis is. Um, basically cause an emotion and then make a suggestion. That's how hypnotists work, right? Cause an emotion and then make a suggestion. So the news shows you at the beginning of all of this, a bat in a bowl of soup, Chinese people falling over on their faces in Beijing and Wuhan. And then they show body bags. And then they say, deadly virus has now arrived on U.S. shores. And everybody freaks out and believes the media and closes their businesses and puts masks on and Double freaks out. Masks now, triple, just fucking wrap me up. Well, that's where, and that's where, that's where at the Bilderberg meetings where they were all laughing, drinking uh, dirty martinis going, yeah. and then at this space, we're going to tell them to wear two and three masks. And then, and then we're going to tell them to put- Because they're stupid. Exactly, exactly. And people don't even realize it. Because most people are just comfortable living and that, you know, it's, I did an interview with Tim Kennedy back in March when this all first started. And right. I said, what's your big concern right now? And he said the big concern was not the virus, it was people's willingness to give up their rights. Yeah, yeah. And they have no clue how bad this gets. And the yeah. funny thing is, um, the, uh, the English fighter, uh, I put it on my Instagram today, um, Till, Darren Till. So, and even Bisping, Darren Till and Bisping started slam. I didn't even have a Twitter anymore because I got locked out of my blue check uh, mm -hmm. account. And then, um, so anyway, um, Till and Bisping both started slamming me going, you know, you're a lunatic. What are you talking about? Put on your tinfoil hat, buddy. You know, all this other stuff. Oh, right? they love to make fun of us from over there they love that <laughs> yeah so now so now darren till darren till posts a video on his twitter uh losing it freaking out on a cop who's writing him up for not having a mask on right and i said i said in the beginning of all of this darren till called me the nut job and now he's freaking out because he's going to get a ticket for not wearing a mask and now maybe he's realizing that this whole thing, unless people start standing up, ends with a jackboot on the face of humanity. Yep. And we're all being stomped into the ground. And that's where this is headed unless people stand the hell up. Period. End of story. When you, they, show, when you show them that their fear-based conditioning works, they step on the gas and they keep yep. going. Now, when I'm telling you, when, when, when people start to push back, it can't be a push back to 50% you know, capacity and wearing masks still. It has to be, no, okay. we're doing what we want. Yep. We're free. We're going to do what we want. And if you try and stop us, there's going to be issues. 
Yeah. And we all need to do it. And I've been saying that if we all stand together as a whole lot of us, let me tell you, we will see a split between the military cops. And you're going to see normal people go, eh, we're not enforcing this. I live in Long Island, New York. And our sheriff around all the holidays were like, I'm not giving now you have all these assholes that are like, oh, let's open back up. We admit there was a mistake. Well, fuck you. You ruined so many right. businesses. So Matt many. Matt had to close the school. Oh Matt Sarah had a, I mean, come on, that's big. That's you. He made in New York City, Pat. Everyone, they they essentially, especially if you were in Nassau, like there's different counties, certain counties tougher than others. Kerry lives in Suffolk with uh, their sheriff said he wouldn't enforce. In other places, a lot more stringent. You couldn't train at all for like, even still, you're not really supposed to have classes here. Yeah. Even still, that's, bust your bull. It's insane. It's absolutely it's insane. insane. It's insane. Um, you know, the guys in New Jersey at Attila's gym. I saw yeah. those his accounts too, it looks like now. Yeah, we had those guys on the show. We had those guys on the show quite a few months back. And, yeah. and I tell you what, um, Americans cannot leave guys like that out to hang. They've got to support them. They have got yeah. to get behind them. They have got to open their businesses. They have got to push back. And, you know, Italy, in Italy, all the restaurants opened back up yep. um, against orders. And the cops were going into restaurants and everybody in the restaurants were running the cops back out. Going, -uh. yeah. And then the government, then the government realized it wasn't working anymore and lifted the sanctions. Right. Yeah. So government resigned in Italy, actually. They were like, we're Yeah. The Renzi party, yeah. It was, imagine if the Democrat party just resigned. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're at the helm now. They don't want to do that. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears. But Pat, you have a product, and I've been waiting to, I was going to bring it up when you were bringing up the uh, you know, stuff about your everything. But now's a good time, as good a time as any, to segue into your health and this amazing product that you have that is groundbreaking. And I would love to hear about it. Yeah, and some some is on the way to you right now. I believe they've got got it in the mail here pretty soon. Anyway, I saw the email come across, so they've they've got that. But um, yeah, you know, about seven months ago, I had a friend contact me who I've known for about twenty years, and and you know, he he started telling me about this product. He goes, "Look, I know you're really busy, but I I, I really think you should hear this." And I said, "Okay, yeah, I'll listen to you." And uh, I, I've had a million companies come at me with different products and, and I got pretty good at reading labels and understanding what I wanted and what I didn't. And, but there was a product, I'll tell you this, that I was on at the beginning of my kickboxing career. So I was a kid that grew up in a crummy house. Um, the basement leaked every time it rained. There was black mold everywhere. And my base, my, my bedroom was in the basement of this house. And so I always had respiratory, respiratory issues and I couldn't figure out why in wrestling and football, I couldn't breathe very well. Um, I felt like I was breathing through a straw all the time. And my wrestling coach in high school asked me, he goes, Milton, do you smoke cigarettes or something? <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, no, coach, I just can't, I, I don't know why I can't breathe. And so anyway, uh, at the beginning of my kickboxing career, luckily, because I always had to train twice as hard as everybody else just to be in remotely decent shape. And uh, a friend of mine who's a former Mr. Olympia gave, gave me this product that re um, increased oxygen in the cellular level by 20%. And that product with that one product is what literally gave me the ability to train hard enough and to get in good enough shape and do things physically that I never thought I could do um, with winning a world title. That, that one product put me over the top to win a world title. And it also was in most of my, the fighters that I coached 
was about what 95 kids we put on TV and uh, a bunch of world champions. All those guys were on it. And, but I made everybody swear. Don't you ever, ever tell anybody what this product is because that's our edge. You know, we train very hard, but this is our edge. So anyway, um, that was 20% more oxygen and it made me a world champ, but this product called black oxygen organics is 45% more oxygen at a cellular level. So, so it's nano. It, it's, what's that? So you improved on your previous product by at least by at least by 25% more oxygen at a cellular level. Yeah. And on top of that, it's, it's nano in size, so it can travel in and out of the cell. So on its way in, it delivers oxygen and nutrients, activates the mitochondria, which is the furnace of the cell, creating energy, not like caffeine, just steady, constant energy. I don't get tired during the day. I don't, I'm not the one o'clock nap guy anymore that dozes off at my desk, right? I'm just, I just don't get that. Uh, but on the way out, it, it carries, it's got 60 times its carrying weight to remove heavy metals, toxins, and, and even viruses from the cells. I had a doctor confront me in front in front of some people, like, because he's a doctor, he thought he'd flex on me. And he goes, you can't claim that. He goes, you're full of shit. And I said, what am I full of shit on? He goes, removing viruses from the cells. I go, that's actually backed by research. You can go read it yourself if you'd like. And, uh, you know, I got right back in his face and said, it's absolutely proven in research. So, um, so what happens is, you know, say for an athlete, when your muscles run out of oxygen, they start to burn sugar for energy. The byproduct of burnt sugar in your muscles is lactic acid, fatigue, right? Soreness, um, stiffness, everything else that goes with that, injuries. So it removes the inflammation as well out of your body, including your respiratory system, um, your arteries, your veins, your muscles, your joints, everything. So the inflammation is gone. While it's cleaning out the cells, um, you know, you get a lot of methyl clarity because of that, of course. It fixes your gut biome. It's a probiotic in itself. It resets the hormonal system. It literally fixes what's wrong with you because it puts the nutrients into your body that you're supposed to have. So most people, most people out there think, they, oh, I'm going to go pick up some more minerals and vitamins at the store. Well, most of those are inorganic to begin with, so you don't absorb any of it. But this is, this is uh, for people to understand. It's hilarious because people go, it's what? But uh, the gentleman that figured this out should literally win a Nobel prize for having figured out how to do this. He's a mud expert has been for 30, 30 years. It's what, like volcanic minerals? Is that what nope. Nope. So, so vulvic and some fulvic comes from inorganic sources like volcanic rock and ash, right? Yeah. That's what you, I'm familiar with. That's, that's really not going to move the needle that much. That's like Silajet and, and other, other uh, uh, products like that. Well, this is so high in content. Uh, it's, it's 2000 different types of plants that have decomposed for 60,000 years. It's literally bog mud. And what he does is he uses a CO2 pressurized process, no chemicals because other fulvic products, they have to use a harsh chemical process to remove the fulvic vulvic, uh, material from the source, right? That's not how he does it with this. He doesn't, he didn't want that. So it's a pressurized process and then he freeze dries it and it's a powder. You put a literally a half measure, measuring half teaspoon in your coffee or water first thing in the morning and then once early afternoon. And all of a sudden, crazy stuff starts happening. Um, people with diabetic, uh, diabetes, people with, and I can't say it treats, cures, or prevents anything. But what I can tell you is I'll give you just three examples of healing, and then I'll give you one example of endurance. Uh, my buddy, who's a pastor, 30 miles north of me, 
laying in hospice, dying of hepatitis C. He saved a guy's life one time, but the guy bled all over him, gave him hep C. He's laying in hospice, liver failure, organ failure. And I, I got him a bag of it and I said, just try it, please. And he's like, Pat, yeah, you know, I know where I'm going. I've been a good man. I've done my best in life. And I go, Rob, you got to do this, please, for your, for your wife, for your kids. Just do it. So he started taking it. Three days later, he calls me and he goes, he's laughing. And he says, my hospice nurse is freaking out. And I go, what? Why? And he goes, okay, my blood pressure used to be 175 over 62 for years. Three days later, after starting this product, it's 116 over 72. Wow. And my nurse is freaking out. Then two months later, he posts a picture. Of a regular 20-year-old. It removed the inflammation out of his body, right? So two months later, he posts a picture. He's standing in the woods. He says, kicked out of hospice, back work, back working again right? He, he got kicked out of hospice. I, this is no bullshit, okay? My brother on July 4th came to my house. He had been very sick, and uh, he's 6'5 at the time, 161 pounds. He's dying. Wow. Yellow as you can imagine. Jaundice. Um, and I, I said, yeah, he's, he's a goner. I got him on black oxygen that day. Then he finally got blood tests done, and he had uh, blastoid mantle cell lymphoma, which is one of the most aggressive forms of blood cancer you can have. He was a goner. He got started on that, some other natural stuff, had no um, side effects of um, chemo whatsoever. And the University of Iowa hospital uh, doctors, after two months, couldn't find any cancer in his body. He's, he's already in remission, right? Um, literally two months later. And then um, a friend of mine with rheumatoid arthritis, the markers for rheumatoid arthritis at the high end is 122 and above. He was in the 190 range. He'd had five joint replacements. His doctors told him he's the worst case of rheumatoid arthritis they'd ever seen. Two and a half months later, he's rheumatoid arthritis free. And that's medical test. That's amazing. And, and his pain's gone. And, and then some, some, some of my buddies who are actually out in Utah to run a 50-miler at Moab in Utah, um, they do 100-milers and, and they do Leadville and all that stuff. They're, they're incredible runners and they're in their mid-50s, been running for decades, and these guys have dropped a minute to two minutes off their per mile time and their heart rate's 30 beats less per minute. So that should tell you what this, what this product's doing. Um, I can't say again, that it treats cures or prevents any diseases or sickness. I can just tell you that when you put the right stuff in your body, that's truly organic and this powerful, um, some, some healing and some endurance changes happen. And the thing is, is we've grown food, mass produced food in the same soil for so long that the, the soil that we grow our food in is so void of, of minerals that you're eating, you're just eating stuff that fills you up. It doesn't, it doesn't give you the nutrients you need anymore. It's not nutrient dense and hard to absorb. A lot of things you are hard to absorb. Sure. Sure. So it's, I tell people, look, this stuff's a, this stuff's a hundred, hundred percent money back guarantee. If, it, if, if you don't get results out of it, send the package back in and tell them you want your money back. I'm excited to try it. I need all the help I could get. Well, make sure you make sure you the old guys out there. Yeah, so make sure you text me your address. I'll get some products sent to you as well. Why well, then? Uh, I'm gonna steal some of Carrie's, but yeah, I'll text you. We'll get some. don't don't steal her. She's gonna need it. Don't steal <laughs> That's but right. We've been people can go people. to, but if you guys will tag the video also with the website. Uh, oh, I was just, gonna tag you well, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's. It's blackoxygenorganics.com slash PJ Militich, as in Patrick J, PJ Militich. So people can go on there. I use the powder because it's very versatile. 
I'm trying to remember your title fight when you won the UFC title. That was the first 170-pound title, right? Yes, yes. And that was the most boring fight in history. Was it? I'm trying to remember. Mikey, Mikey Burnett in, in Brazil. Mikey Burnett. That's right. I'm trying to remember. Terrible fight. fight. Terrible fight. They should, have made us, they should have made us fight again with just jock straps on so we couldn't grab each other's shorts. Oh, yes. Now I remember. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was the fight that got short grabbing banned in the UFC. That's right. All right, listen, you got a lot of footnotes in history. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Pat, I tell you what, as a fight fan, I remember you being one of the first fighters to have a relatively well-rounded game. Like you had some wins by submission, you had great stand-up. I always remember that. Well, I just, you know, the thing was what I learned early on in, in observing, it was like, People were coming with their style of fighting, right? And I looked, I looked at that and went, you know, it's like they've invested so many years in one art that it, it literally is part of their fiber of their being. Yeah. And they're not humble enough. They're not humble enough to admit that their style doesn't contain everything needed to win a fight, right? So that was something that I and and also I think it was a blessing that. You know, I had boxed some when I was younger, and I wasn't the best wrestler in the world. Um, I could wrestle. I'd beaten some very, I, I'd beaten some very good guys. I grew up wrestling in Iowa, but look, there were even when I was the UFC champion for four years, almost four years, I was like the twentieth toughest guy in a town in Iowa that's only thirty-five thousand people. I mean, literally. I mean, this town has had back then, especially some really, really scary individuals. Got who it. could yeah, wrestle they could, wrestling background yeah boxing also yeah like wrestling. you know i can name these guys you know the pansloff brothers again you know on down the line these guys scared me to death even when i was a ufc champ i was like i would never get in a bar fight with these guys ever so you know i grew up in that atmosphere of a of a town that was you know not only in a state where wrestling was king but where we were you know one of the top teams in the state of iowa and I always remember you have a, having a tough – you're a Croatian, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember that being like you being like a tough – just like tough, uh, almost like an old-school version of a Stipe Maosic, if that makes sense. Well, and that's the thing is if you look at the guys that win your world titles, you have to have an immigrant mentality many times, right? You just – you've got to have that work ethic, that immigrant mentality, start at the bottom and work your way up and not – I had no problem bagging groceries as my first job. I had no problem digging ditches as a job or any of that stuff that I did. I'm not ashamed of that at all. You know, I, I wanted, I remember pouring concrete every day for four years and then going to training and then bartending all night till two, two in the morning or bouncing at a club and then getting up and doing it all over again for four years um, until I won a title and then I could actually quit one job and then, you know, whittle it down to where, <laughs> that's right. You know, so, you know, that's the thing the is you even getting paid. Back right. Then. Right. It's right. Bad now. Fuck right. it, man, forget it. Yeah. 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 You so, were in like Shreveport, Louisiana and shit. <laughs> I remember, I remember one time after UFC, Louisiana, I think I got paid like $40,000 for that fight. And 
I got, I asked for half of it in cash and half in check. And I had my fanny pouch on at the time, which was cool <laughs> to have at the time. And I had all that, I had 20,000 cash in that and the check. And um, I went in to do my uh, urine test after the fight, right? And I had already had a couple of beers after my fight and I went in and did the urine test. So when I walked out of that office, I left my fanny pouch in there. And then I realized it like 10 minutes later and I ran back in there and the guys, the doctor's in there. And I go, hey, I go, my fanny pouch was right there. Where is it? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I go, oh, no, this is, no, no, you're not doing this, buddy. You're going to give me my money. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So my, my buddy, who was a training partner, who was a, a police officer, goes, come on, Pat, come on. And he, he, he knew what was going to happen. It's, you know, he's been in law enforcement for a long time. So he goes, we're just going to act like we're leaving. Um, and let's go over here. And uh, just we'll, we'll just kind of keep an eye on what he does. So all of a sudden, the guy comes out um, of the office, walks down to the bathroom, goes in the bathroom, and then comes back out of the bathroom. My buddy Mark, the, the cop, goes down and comes back with my fanny pouch with all the money and the check in it. The guy had thrown it in the garbage can of the bathroom. Right. So then I want, then I really wanted to go kill the guy, but Mark's like, no, you got your money. Let's get out. Of here. Yeah, oh my, get out now. We're going to fight. <laughs> he was so. trying to hide it there for later. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 Basically, basically trying to hide it in the bathroom. This way is try to shake him down. He doesn't have anything right. on because you don't have it on him. Right. Right. See, being so. from the hood, get you out here. <laughs> There's uh. There's been a lot of funny stories over the years, man. A lot of a lot of interesting stories. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, the old school UFC was like the Wild West. Forget it. It was. Yeah. It really was. It was. It took your uh, friend. Fuck. <laughs> well, we were doing it. We were doing it because we loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel you. I, the love of the game is really the only reason to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we weren't doing it to get. You know, you can tell. You could spot the guys that were doing it to get dates in bars or, or to get famous. Type you know thing. what I used they, to love that I think came too soon? Yeah. IFL. I guess PFL is kind of like. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I used yeah, to love I IFL's concept, how like each place had a team and then, um, and what'd you call it? And then they paid the fighters, right? Like a stipend. Oh, yeah. They, no, the fighters. PFL tries to do that. That was just too ahead of its time. But I like yeah, the yeah. idea of trying to, because I remember they lost like 28 mil. I remember they lost right. a lot of money quick. Well, the thing was that during the IFL as a coach, I was making a ton of money because as a coach, you got paid um, a, a show amount. Then you got paid every win by a fighter. You got bonuses for knockouts and submissions. Really? And you you got, got bonuses for that. Yeah. And then a win bonus, a win bonus for the team win. Um, so I was in a, on top of a salary. So I was making bank. I was getting paid really well. They the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. They did yeah. the right thing. They were trying, like, I liked what IFL was doing because they were really What's that? I remember when I remember IFL and I remember I remember when all of the IFL and then it was W uh, World Series of Fighting tried and then now PFL hopefully they but hopefully. I liked the concept because if you think about other major sports yeah. the team concept and your local draw sells like think about like the New York Giants right yeah you don't have to be a fan of any particular 
football player to be a Giants fan. Mm-hmm. So for an MMA fighter to get paid $8 million a year, he might need a team. I don't know. Right. I thought IFL was trying to do right. like, yeah, yeah. How do I get an MMA fighter other than Conor McGregor paid five mil every fight? That's what he should make, the top guy. The pay is, you know, I always lobby for MMA fighter pay being way higher. So, yeah, and it, it, it comes down to the contracts and the, the championship, the champion clauses and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Ali Act being implemented in MMA. But there's some very strong lobbyists that are involved in that stuff and makes it makes it tough. So, you know, boxing, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, they've, they've got a, a million fights, but they're just paid paid journeymen to go out and just, you know, not get knocked out so they can fight the next weekend somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of those, a lot of those types of guys out there in the sport. So they can't, you know, rightfully say that they deserve massive amounts of money per fight. Right. No, but even at the top level, the paid, there is a disparity. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you're a main card fighter, you know, you're a ranked fighter. Right. You know, there's compensation there. In right, right. to what the highest athlete in a comparable sport would make. Sure. sure. Here, here's the thing, too, is, you know, fighters by nature are the most capital, capitalistic um, individuals for the most part because yeah. of the nature of the sport. It's a dog-eat-dog sport, just like the business world, right? I mean, MMA, especially at the UFC level, is like the wolf of Wall Street of, of sports. You know, you think of how many guys dreams on your way to a world title, how many people's dreams you ruin on the way to doing that. You know, I, I, I ruined a lot of guys dreams in my career, you know, and that's something that dawns on you after you're done. You know, um, I always wondered why my great uncle, Johnny, Johnny Milicic, Johnny Myler Milicic, they called him. He was on the 32 Olympic boxing team and was, was a great pro boxer. He fought Maxie Rosenblum twice for the world title. Uh, as an amateur, he knocked Joe Lewis down seven times in three rounds. You know, wow. he was he was a very good fighter. Um, but, you know, when we'd go to see him at family reunions and stuff down on the farm, he'd have a f- huge flower garden and a vegetable garden, and he'd always be out there by himself. You know what I mean? So he lived a life of violence, and as he got older, he just wanted peace. That's all he wanted. And I understand that now. Why? That's very uh... – very samurai-esque. Very Miyamoto. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he was just a, it was a big, big man. Had a, just a, a totally flat nose and huge hands. And uh, I always, I always loved being around him. He didn't live, I think he lived till I was probably maybe eight, ten, something like that. But um, just being around him, I, there was something about him that I just loved. I, I couldn't figure out what it was. And here I am, I end up becoming a fighter. I, I guess I, I wanted to emulate him. A warrior spirit. You just felt it from him. Something, something, yeah. Just yeah, felt it even as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, I think we're coming. We're almost at the end of our hour, Carrie. Okay. I was just going to say the same thing. Pat, I know that you've been, you know, outed on a bunch of social medias because, you know, social media sucks these days and big tech right. and everything. That as if I, where can everybody find you, uh, either on a social media platform? I don't. I I looked for you on Gab. I saw that it might be a, a faker profile. But where are you these days? Just on Instagram at PJ Milicic, and then I started. I might have started a Gab a while back. I started uh, start a MeWe, and somebody said that that might be compromised. 
to Gab, maybe sucks. Okay, so I'll go to Gab. I'll, yep. I'll start another account there. And then, uh, yeah, so I appreciate you guys having me on. It, it's I been a nice talk. I really loved having you on. I'd love to do one, just go way back MMA fights. Sure, um, absolutely. We can do that. But uh, definitely we talk, to, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about other people's fights though. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Hey, do you know what's really cool to talk about fights that you weren't in but were involved with? Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Usually yeah. fun too. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, you know, definitely. John's guys is exciting. And, and I don't have any damage afterwards, so. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter how hard they get hit, I don't really fucking feel it. Only emotionally. <laughs> right. Only emotionally. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, loved having you on. Uh, you're awesome. Old school legend. And, you know, I really just want to show support for Thank people you. having freedom of fucking speech, constitutional rights, and the way they're treating people that have a different opinion of the mainstream. I'm just can't, you can't let that shit slide. So I, right. no, I, can't. I appreciate and it. We did, we wanted to show support. I saw what happened and I saw the same article being shared over and over and over again. And I wanted you to be able to tell it in your own voice, uh, in your own experience and not have it shared through the lens of a million different people sitting on their couches, you know, easily. Right on their keyboard talking shit. So, you know, we yeah. wanted to thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. Thank you, you sure guys. Instagram didn't take you off, Pat? What's that? Are you sure you're still on Instagram? I'm on Instagram, but I can't do live videos. Oh. M-I-L-E-T-I-C-H. M-I-L-E-T-I-C-H. P.J. Militich. Mile Titch. I like that. Okay. And you can't do live videos. It's so funny that they're so... Isn't that ridiculous what they do? I can't do live videos on Periscope. I, I can't do Periscope live videos. I can't do Facebook videos. I can't do Instagram videos. I can't do any of it. Because I know it's the people out there, the cancel culture, who are saying, yeah. you need to cancel this guy's ability to do this stuff. That's all they're doing. So okay. we just That's do Zoom videos, and then I post them. And then yeah. what's your podcast? The, cons the, the Conspiracy Farm. Farm. So they can go to theconspiracyfarm.com. Awesome. And we're on Rockfin on that that podcast network is what it's called on Rockfin. Fantastic. Pat, thank right. you so much for joining us. And we will do an old school fight podcast in the Manimal Zone with John. You will schedule that. And I can't wait to get uh, the product in the meal. Uh, very, yeah. very excited about uh, Black Can you repeat what it is called? Yes, blackoxygenorganics.com slash Pat Militich. Awesome. All right. All right. Thank you, you guys. Thank you, Pat. All right, take care. Have a good night. You too. John? Carrie, you're still on, right? Okay. Yeah. That was good. Are you, like, are you excited? I'm excited. That was good. Yeah, that was good. And you know what? I'm going to him if you send me your address... I'll message him your. You, I'm gonna text you my address now. So he can send you the product, and I'm gonna ask him maybe like next week, Monday or Thursday during the day, which day works for him. Even Friday, and we'll do like a Manimal Zone go over some legendary fights. Wow, I didn't know that. He's I, funny. I have all used to pay them fucking for everything. He's he's got Pat's good. It'll be good for us to do a, a fight thing with him. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe we could get him on once in a while as a co-host. Could you imagine? That's funny. He's a that's a that's a tough old school guy. I like it. I love don't the, guys the, like that anymore, Kerry. But he's smart too, and that's the thing is that I, you know, it's not like you, you know, know he just sometimes talks. you have to be from an immigrant family to see yeah. how it is like when you come from another place. You can be like, wait, guys, don't do that. This is why my family left this place. Well, you know communism and you know, you know, be you know, you know that when you see it and when you come from it. And these guys these, aren't communists. What fucking communists is in the pocket of big tech? The fuck out of here. They call themselves communists when they're they call themselves communists to be better capitalists. The fuck out it's of here. Crazy. But the fact that they were able to remove him from his job over it is really like I mean, of course, it's the employees. No, and there is something to be said for that. To fire you, but it's not, it's like, you know, it's not right. Damn. But right, we all should stand together. He's absolutely right on that account. Yeah, no, I, I you can't keep letting, no. the more you keep letting it happen. And then, what do you think it was like in Nazi Germany? They were like, oh, it's not me, it's not me. And then there's no one to stand up for you, so yeah. Uh, it's not me, but yeah, it will be. <laughs> Eventually, especially freedom of speech. That's where I got I to draw the line now. The know, first thing, no. if I can't say anything, then, then all my other freedoms aren't doing shit. Yeah, then you don't have anything. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow we'll share this. We'll share this tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is recording. Okay. Boom. Okay. What time? Eleven thirty. You said eleven thirty. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you know to confirm. But Steamroller said it'll be there. All right. That was a fun. See, getting good at interviewing. This is something we should be doing more of. Not just the practice interviewing. It could get us different things. We're better that way. And if we do this type of setup in the future, we might have to figure out our microphone situation. Well, yeah, this was just like because he couldn't do in there. Normally, I would not even say do it at night. You know what I mean? Because we have the office. Silly to you know do it at our houses when we have the office. But it was just you know happened this way. Carrie, good night. Good night, John. I'll talk to you tomorrow.